The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before people in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father, who is in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. The Gospel of the Lord. As we know, Ash Wednesday begins the whole season of Lent, and Lent is a season of repentance, taking inventory of our lives and deeper conversion. Our readings today are very helpful in this regard because they really do emphasize the greatness of repentance. One of the best examples in the Old Testament is King David, who had been given everything by the Lord. He was raised up from a poor shepherd boy to the greatest in the kingdom. And yet that wasn't enough for him. He wanted more. And when he saw Bathsheba, he wanted her, even though she was married. Yet he persisted. And then to cover up the crime, he murdered her husband. And then he didn't really realize how serious the sin was until he was called out by the prophet Nathan. Nathan had to tell him a story about this rich man who had everything and who wanted to entertain himself and his friends. And so instead of taking one of his own stock, he took the one lamb, little ewe lamb, owned by his neighbor and sacrificed that. And David was outraged. Nathan had to say, but you're the man. And he was cut to the heart. He was crushed by that. He knew that he had sinned gravely. And this is where the turnaround came for him because he did repent. In fact, he actually wrote an entire psalm about his sin and his repentance. Psalm 51, and we heard it today. It's a beautiful psalm that we can pray often because it reminds us of how deep is repentance. And so he says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions. This was after Nathan had pointed it out. And my sin is ever before me, 
Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So there's humility. But then he goes on and says, Create a clean heart, O God. Put a new and right spirit within me. So now he knows he needs to be recreated. And that word create is the very same word used in the book of Genesis for the whole creation of the universe out of nothing. Which is great news for us because if we had sinned very seriously and brought ourselves into a state of complete fallenness, if that were possible, and it certainly is, we know that God can recreate us. And that happens in the Sacrament of Reconciliation when we have the grace poured upon us and that recreates our soul and then our sins are forgiven. There's other examples as well in the Old Testament. The great city of Nineveh had sinned terribly. They had all kinds of campaigns against Israel, caused all kinds of destruction and death. And yet when God told Jonah to go and preach the message of repentance, and of course he didn't want to because he hated them, but after a whole series of events, he did finally make it over there and he preached. They were cut to the heart. And they repented from the king down to the lowliest of citizens. And they repented, it says, with fasting ashes, with sackcloth. And God relented, and the whole city was saved. Now we look at the counterexample of that. The cities of Sodom and Gomorrah also sinned very seriously. But they did not repent, and their cities were destroyed. So Lent does remind us of the importance of taking stock of our lives, because we can be like David. We may not have sinned as seriously, but we can not realize the gravity of what we've done. And instead of Nathan pointing it out, the Holy Spirit will point it out for us. And then we can make a true repentance, and then God's lavish grace pours upon us, and we are recreated. And that's a beautiful thing. In the second reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul says, Brothers and sisters, we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God, because we have a mission. We can't do that unless we are in communion with God Almighty. Now Jesus, in today's Gospel from Matthew chapter 6, points the way to repentance. Now repentance means to turn around, to be converted. Jesus is saying, here's how you do it. Through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, the three disciplines of Lent. When we pray, we come into a deeper relationship with the Creator of the universe who loves us lavishly. When we fast, we become more in union with Christ who suffered and died. And when we give alms, then we are in fact imitating God who gave us his own son. It's a beautiful season. Let us look at these readings very deeply and let us begin Lent and ask God to bring to our mind things that need to be confessed, make a good confession, rejoice in God's grace, and then let us be ambassadors for Christ and invite others into this beautiful life, a life of grace, a life of love, peace, and eternal life.